Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 026, not peace, but a sword. Wake-up call 026, not peace, but a sword. I want to go to Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Read a couple verses of what Jesus is telling the disciples, which is you and me. A disciple simply means a follower, a student, and that's certainly who we are, the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 It begins, it says this, he says, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. In my daily reading, I've been doing um, some live streams, actually, consistently, uh, for the past two weeks throughout the weekdays on TikTok. Um, you have to get so many followers before you can live stream, and, and that was a goal that I was trying to get. It was a prayer petition, really, because I realized there's over a billion people on that platform, and 80% of them are under the age of 29 years old, and there's a lot of nonsense on there. But I thought I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you'll get me to that, hit, you got to hit 1,000 followers. If you'll get me to that point, I will consistently live stream so that I can share the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. And, um, well, in about four months of, of, of consistently putting up Bible study videos and things like that on there, like I do much on Instagram, the reels, uh, I finally hit that. And so I went, went live streaming. And so I just had this idea. What if I just got on there and I read the Bible and just see where it took us? And so I get on there and I'll read three, four, five chapters of the Bible. And I'll stop periodically uh, when I see something that I want to talk about or expound on. Uh, every now and then I might answer a question because there's a lot of trollers, <laughs> a lot of people uh, in the comment sections just being silly. And I'm, I would get to points in Scripture like this, and I'm reading it out loud. I'm like, wow, that's pretty, it's pretty serious. The language that Jesus is using right there, that's pretty intense. That's, that's strong. I mean, think about what Jesus just said here. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. In fact, in my Bible, it's a reference Bible with subheadings that kind of helps you break up what the verses are going to be about. The subheading above these these scriptures, this portion of Matthew 10, is Christ brings division. How contrary is that? to woke, westernized Christianity or, or, or a false illusion of Christianity. How different is that? 
right? Because a lot of people who don't even know Jesus want to pretend like he's some hippie, uh, bubbly, skips through fields of flowers, just running around saying love is love, uh, will not judge anyone for anything, uh, everything's cool, he's easy go go lucky guy, um, he accepts all regardless of if you ever repent or change, he, he's just, you know, ooh, yeah, we're all okay. That's not the God of the Bible. In fact, that's an idol that has been created by people who do not know the living God. Is Jesus loving? Absolutely. Is He kind and merciful? Completely. He's also a righteous judge. This idea like, well, Jesus wouldn't judge people. Jesus is the judge of the universe. And He will ju- every single person to ever breathe air will be judged, either at the believer's uh, uh, judgment seat or the great white throne judgment uh, of sinners. But every person will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and be judged according to their works in the flesh, the Bible tells us, consistently. So that, that's silly. This idea that the gospel is going to bring everybody together and unify everybody, that's false. That's not true. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not. I'm trying to instill into you holy boldness. Do not be fearful when people separate themselves from you. Do not be afraid when people separate themselves from you for the gospel's sake. Now, you don't have to run people off. In fact, you want to draw people to Christ. In, in working with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit woos and draws people to, to the Father. So you want to draw people to the Lord, but you do not do it at the cost of compromising truth. And you see that, unfortunately, in today's world. There are people, again, I'm not, I'm not going to determine, I'm not going to go out and say, well, this person's not a Christian, this one person's not. But there are people who call themselves Christians who want to compromise the point blank truth of the Word of God so that they can win popularity contests. Just recently, here in America, I understand I have a lot of international listeners. Here in the United States of America, that's Anna the Cat. I usually put her out because she'll do exactly what she's doing right now. And in the United States of America, Roe v. Wade has just been struck down as unconstitutional, a federal law that made abortion legal federally. So immediately that that means like 26 states will greatly limit or, or do away with abortion. Thank God. Now, if you are a Bible-believing Christian that believes that life begins at conception— we see it time and time again, Psalms 139, fearfully and wonderfully created in your mother's womb. Jeremiah was known and called in his mother's womb. John the Baptist, while in the womb of his mother Elizabeth, leapt for joy when Jesus, who was in the womb of Mary, came and visited them. One of the first people to recognize Christ as Lord was John the Baptist while in his mother's womb. 
So we understand the baby in the womb of a mother is a person. And if you believe in human rights, then you must defend the most defenseless, which is the child in the womb. So thank God that scourge of America for 50 years was struck down. Praise God. Well, guess what? There's some people who don't like me saying that. It won't win popularity contests with some folks. Hate it. You know, I hate that. I hate that. But I'm not going to compromise the truth because Jesus said right here, I didn't come to bring peace but a sword. Now understand what he's saying. Christ is our peace. Romans 5, 1 and 2 tells us that he has made peace between us and the Father because when you're dead in sin, you're an enemy of God. It's that simple. God loves the sinner, but the sinner is an enemy of God. God loved the sinner to the degree that he sent his only begotten son that they could believe on him and be saved. But the wicked, God hates because he does not want enemies against himself. And he wants to set people free from that. He wants to set people free from sin. And he poured out his love in the sacrifice of his son. But to to know and hear the gospel and refuse it means that you have divided yourself from Christ and you said, you know what, I'm not going that way. And as a Christian, as a believer, you cannot compromise the truth of the gospel, compromise your relationship with God to win people who don't, who won't even serve the God you serve. Win people on the basis of truth. Win people on the basis of the reality that Christ is in you and he sets people free from sin. And some will believe, some won't. It's God's will that all would believe but it's their choice to choose to surrender. Again, think about it as an enemy in war. I'm going to surrender to, to, the, to the person I've been warring against. In this case, spiritually, I surrendered to the Lord who I was warring against, which I was going to lose that battle anyway, right? And Jesus said, I've come to bring a, a, not peace, but a sword. So he has peace. He's made peace by the blood, by his blood, so that we could be saved. But it does not mean that he, he, the gospel just brings complete and total unity. In fact, there are false twistings of the gospel that would make it sound like, well, uh, un- Jesus above all would want us to be unified. And that's when you get into this idea of universalism. Well, uh, I believe in Jesus, but this person believes in Allah or Buddha, and, and, or this person doesn't believe at all. It's their faith. This is my faith. And we're all just trying to get to uh, this, this unified place. And we all believe in God, but in just different ways. It's a lie spit out of the pit of hell. There is but one name you can be saved by, and it's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is but one way to, to the Father, and it's through the Lord Jesus. Now, some people get hung up on here. Wait a minute. He's saying it, 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 there's division in the home, even in the very home. And that's not an easy thing. I don't say that lightly. But believing on Jesus will even bring a division point to the very people you are blood-related to, your family. And that's a sobering thought. It's why Jesus said, count the cost, that a wise man counts the cost before he builds a tower. Count the cost of what it means to follow Jesus. The cost is truly worth it. But understand, it may mean some people won't go with you. And it will mean there's some people that won't go with you. And some people could be your family. Now, 
If that's where you're at right now, don't be distressed. Don't be depressed. Begin to, 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 to plead the blood of Christ over them in prayer and pray that they would turn to the glorious light of the gospel. And you ask God to make you a sign and a witness so that they will believe and be saved as well. But you never, you never turn from Christ to win people. You always go full force with Jesus so that you can win as many as possible. And Jesus said, you've got to take up your cross and follow me. If you can't do that, you're not worthy. You're not worthy of following him if you cannot count the cost, pay it, and follow him. Because at the end of the day, you might think you're winning your life, but if you trade your eternal life with him, what have you gained? You've gained nothing, right? Jesus says again in Matthew 16, a man that would trade his soul for the world, he's lost it all. But if you'll lose your life in him and for him, you'll gain eternal life. Now, there's a few things I want you to understand. Why does Christ, why does the gospel bring division? Well, because the life of Christ in you makes you different. 1 Peter 2, 7, Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, and then he quotes Psalms 8, uh, 118, The stone which the builders rejected, he has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, who? The disobedient. Being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. Everyone's been given the word of God, but those that are disobedient to the word, they stumble when they hear Jesus. They reject the cornerstone and they stumble and it's a, and Jesus is an offense to them. Verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own people. The King James says you're a peculiar people. I think you look a little peculiar that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who have not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. Jesus, uh, 1 Corinthians 1 tells us the same thing, that the Jews, they looked for a sign, and the Gentiles, they want to reason through their mind, but that, in fact, let me, I don't want to just go off of memory. I want you to get the full, full gist of it here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22 the Jews request a sign, Greeks seek after a wisdom. Verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block. To the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So think about that. Jesus, he is the wisdom and power of God if you receive him. But if you refuse to receive him, he's either an offense or a stumbling block. Or he's foolishness. In this world, there are people in this world who have the spirit of error in them, the spirit of Antichrist. When they see you, when they hear you, when they see how you live, when they hear how you talk, when you choose to live by the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit, they will be offended. They will mock you. They'll think less of you. They'll call you an idiot. And many other names that I found out on TikTok. Some I've never heard of before, <laughs> that I had an urban dictionary. <laughs> so what? Christ is worthy. He is Lord, and He is worthy to be followed. Oh, what a pleasure. What a joy. What a privilege. 
to bear the reproach of Christ. Hebrews 11, Moses counted it worthy to to bear the reproach of Christ. The, The apostles in the book of Acts, they were beaten in their bodies. Like, that doesn't compare to mean comments on a live stream. They were beaten in their bodies. They left singing and dancing because they were beaten for Jesus. Count it all joy when you fall into diver temptations or trials and testings because it purifies your faith. So what? There's pushback. So what? People are offended. So what? People stumble. Christ didn't come to bring peace. He came to put a line in the sand and say, choose. That's what Joshua said, and that's where I'm going to finish today's wake-up call, is Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 and 15. Now, what I, you know, it's interesting because sometimes you'll be like in the TJ Maxx or the Ross, and um, you'll see a piece of artwork, and, and it'll say, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord, and it's so pretty and, and cute and quaint. But notice how the context of how Joshua says this. Joshua 24, verse 14. He's standing before the people of Israel. He's an old man. He has fulfilled his duty before the Lord, which is to bring Israel into the promised land and start dividing out their inheritance by tribe. And he's an old, faithful man. And he stands before a nation and he says, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and truth. Joshua 24, 14. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you, serve the Lord. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites and whose land you dwell. So we have the gods of tradition. We have the gods of culture. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. doesn't come across real, to me, real pleasant and quaint and pretty wall art. It is a defiant Line in the sand. You want to serve the gods of tradition, the gods of your father? Fine. You want to serve the gods of the culture and whose land you dwell in now? Whatever. But me and my household, we will serve God. And he drew a line in the sand. Go ahead, cross it if you want. But I'm not turning from the Lord. And that's what you have to come to a place at in your heart and your mind daily. You daily come to that place. Jesus is worthy to be followed. Jesus is worthy to be served. It is a privilege to live for Jesus. And I know you agree with that because that's why you're watching this wake-up call. And that's why you're part of this faith, the, this faithful people, the faithful as I call it. You are the faithful. And I'm thankful for you. So hey, be encouraged. Some people, it's just part of the process. Some people will be offended. Some will stumble. Some will mock. It's just part of the process. But you will, by your faithfulness to Christ, win many people to Jesus. Hey, I'm so thankful that you're listening today. I pray you have an awesome day. I want to bless you in the name of the Lord. And remember, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.